Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Motivation Burrito. I am your host, Melissa, and we are past the first phase of the holidays. Um, It's Tuesday, and we have just come off Thanksgiving weekend. Um, You have Black Friday shopping, Cyber Monday shopping, eating tons of food, and just a whole bunch of super fun and super stressful kind of things. If you're anything like me anyway, I get stressed out during the holidays and I also get holiday anxiety. So for me, the holidays can be a mix of like excitement and a little bit of anxiety at the same time. So, um, but we're through the first phase of it. November and December are usually like really busy the time this time of year and even work-wise the holidays are always busier because a lot of people are scrambling to get like last-minute projects done and last-minute tasks done so overall um, it's just been very busy so with that in mind I do kind of want to first say that I am going to try and do two episodes a week, but I will not be able to promise that because, you know, once again, it's very busy for me um, towards this part of the year and also very stressful. So I will be monitoring my own health and I will be also taking extra steps to ensure that my self-care comes first so that every time I do record an episode, I am at like my best for you guys or as best as I can be considering everything that's been happening, which kind of brings me to today's topic. And at first I kind of had a whole bunch of things on my mind. And so I'll start by explaining what happened this holiday weekend in terms of my own thoughts and feelings. So for me, as much as I enjoy the holidays, as much as I enjoy being with family, um, for me, it's the time in between that really gets stressful for me. It's the periods of inactivity It's the moments of silence. It's everything in between the family time and the quality time and that interaction. And and that's where it tends to kind of get a little hectic for me in terms of what goes on in my brain. So to explain... um, Basically, Thanksgiving, I spent with my family. It was a great day. I helped my mom cook. We started um, preparing a lot of the food on Wednesday night because coming from a Hispanic family, you kind of prepare a lot of food. And some of it has to be done the night before. Like, you have to season it. You have to uh, defrost the pork, defrost the turkey. Um, You have to make the empanadas. And so the empanadas, what we do is we usually, like, stuff the discs with either the ground beef or shredded chicken or ground chicken or cheese, like whatever we're putting in our empanadas. We usually prep them the day before and then we cook them on Thanksgiving day. Um, Most of the foods can be cooked on Thanksgiving day, but again, we do the preparation for it the night before. Um, And even then on Thanksgiving, we usually wake up at like five o'clock in the morning to get started. So even then, it was, like, super successful. Um, excuse me. My allergies are bothering me today because it's, like, rainy and stormy, which is super fitting for today's episode as well. Um, so, sorry, while I take a sip of water. So, we prepped everything Wednesday night, and all the trays were done, organized, put in the refrigerator, like, we were set to go Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving morning, we woke up, put the stuff in the oven that needed to be put in the oven, set the timers, went about our day. Everything was good. Um, Like 
minimal to no fighting, which is a first for us. And it just went smoothly. Um, even the dinner went smoothly. We finished everything early. We had our desserts. We started our like Christmas shopping online, obviously, because there was a lot of online sales. Um, lots of laughs, lots of conversation, overall good time. It was great. I left that night feeling great. Like, you know, by the end of the night, I should say, I felt really good about the day. I felt good about the quality time. I felt good just about, you know, being able to have those moments of connection again and moments of really being like part of the family. Um, it was everything after. It was the Friday after. It was the Saturday after when the thoughts started rolling in. And the thoughts that really stood in my mind the most was that everybody knows and nobody cares. And it was also just thoughts of, like, the thing that played over and over again in my mind the most was that nobody cares. Like, nobody really knows what's going on. And then there are people who do know what's going on. And it felt like they just don't care. And again, these are the thoughts that were playing in my head. And the, the thing about anxiety, the thing about mental health issues is that a lot of the times the thoughts that play in your head aren't, are not true. There's no physical evidence that backs up these thoughts whatsoever. There's really no logic. There's really no reason. Half the time you can't explain it. Half the time the answers don't come to you and you're just stuck feeling this feeling and you don't understand why. You don't know why your mind decides to hold on to that little piece of information. And you're like, what proof do you have? People care, you know, like what makes you think people don't care? And there's, I can't come up with reasons why I feel like people don't care. So when I first planned this episode, it was going to be around that idea of, you know, everybody knows, but nobody cares. And then I was talking to my friend and I realized that the issue kind of goes a little bit beyond that. And that it wasn't that I was feeling that nobody cares. It's that I was feeling that my efforts and my love and my care for people, like the way that I show people that I care, was not being matched. And I started to question myself and I started to think, am I doing too much? Am I, do I care too much? Am I giving people too much effort? And then it got to the point where I wanted to, stop talking to everybody. I didn't want to talk to even my best friends. I didn't want to talk to people who have supported me for the last couple of months. I just didn't want to talk to anybody at all. Even my favorite people, I didn't want to talk to them. I just didn't want anything to do with anybody. I wanted to just be by myself because it just felt like I already was. And I was having this conversation with my friend and she was like, so what is it that you want from people? And I was just like, you know what? I was like, a part of it is I feel like I'm doing too much. You know, I feel like the way that I show people that I care is through words, through actions, through little things, you know, like for instance, between me and my brother, I have this tradition that I kind of been doing with him like like a tradition that I created for Christmas where no matter the size of his gift he could have a big gift or a small gift I will find the biggest largest most obnoxious sized bow and put it on his gift like 
one time I had gotten him a bottle of cologne for Christmas and I still put this huge, huge bow that literally encompassed the gift. And it's great. I think it's awesome because, you know, every year I'm like, do they still have these bows or can I find a bigger one? Like I still haven't found one bigger than the one that I usually get. And I'm hoping that one day somebody decides to just make a ginormous bow. That would make me super happy. But it's something that I do every year for him. And then there's messages. Like I send people messages to let them know that I care, to let them know that I'm thinking of them, to let them know that I'm proud of them. Like just little things like that. Like I tell people this Thanksgiving, there were people that I reached out to and I told them that I was grateful for them. And I've told them, you know, like how much their friendship has meant to me this year and how even though things were hard, I was so grateful to have them in my life. And I let them know how important they were to me. And yet, none of them said anything back in that manner. You know, they were just kind of like, oh, I'm grateful for you too. If they said anything at all. There were some people who didn't even say anything at all. And I was just like, but why? You know, and it's not me looking for validation in any sense of the word, but it's like, I mean, it's hard to explain because I'm not looking for the validation, but it's just like, I don't want surface level connection anymore. And I feel like that's what so many of my friendships have been. They've been surface level where it's like, oh, like, you're so awesome. I'm so glad that I have you as a friend. And I'm like, okay go deeper than that. Why? What have I done for you? What impact have I had on you? Like, go deeper. And I'm finding that a lot of people don't do it. And so here I am trying to deepen these connections. And here I am trying to have that vulnerable, honest, and open communication. And here I am trying to show people how much they mean to me, how to, I'm I'm trying to tell people how much they mean to me and I'm not getting that back. And it almost makes me feel like, why do I try? Why do I bother? Who fucking cares? And I was telling my friend this today and, you know, I told her, I was like, as much as I don't want to do it, I'm not wired that way. I can't just stop doing it because people aren't giving it back but I'm also at the point where it's like it would be nice if for once somebody returned it in the smallest way you know so those were a lot of the thoughts that I was having this weekend um those were a lot of the thoughts that were still present today and this morning and it goes back to the question that she asked me and she was like but how would you like people to do that for you like what is it that you want people to do and I was like you know what that's the weird part because I don't need the gifts you know like yes there are some times where I buy little things for people and it's like oh here's something that made me think of you and other times it's a message I like messages I would like to wake up one day to a message from a friend that says, like, I'm proud of you. Or I would like to wake up to a message from someone that says, yo, I saw this taco meme and I thought of you. Or just little things like that. Like, I would like to wake up to a message that says, I'm having a rough day. Thank you for always being there for me when I have days like this, you know. Just stuff like that, an acknowledgement or just a thought, you know, I'd like to know that, you know, in a way, I do mean something to people. But again, these are just feelings and emotions that are coming up for me and I got to work through them. So 
what does it have to do with today's message and today's podcast? Today is about weathering the storm. And the reason why I brought all of this up was because this is my storm or this is part of my storm. And 2020 has been just like a major shit storm for so many people, whether it was loss of family members, loss of friends, loss of pets, loss of loved ones, whether it was loss of a job and finances and and security. This year has just been a storm for so many people and everybody's storm has looked different. The beginning of the year started out okay and then You know, once COVID-19 hit, the first question in so many of our minds were, am I going to be able to keep my job? And I got lucky because I was able to keep my job, but my job made a decision to temporarily cut salaries because they wanted to minimize layoffs. So my company had created a plan of action to minimize the amount of people that we had to let go. And I think it was a smart decision. And again, it was temporary because we knew um, or we hoped that we would be able to maintain our workload. We're, you know, um, what I do is actually considered essential, ironically. But, you know, we were hoping that we would be able to accommodate for that. And we did. We did a pretty solid job. Like my my company did really well, all things considering. And we were able to do what we intended to do. But when you think about it, a salary cut is, it still takes its toll because it's a reduction in finances. It's a reduction in income. And it's, you know, like it. It affects your bills. It affects your day-to-day. It affects the way you shop for yourself. It affects groceries. It affects um, all those little things outside your, your, your actual bills. So like all those little things outside car insurance, all those little things outside car payments, outside credit card payments, outside student loan payments, outside, um, you know, things that you're required to pay before the banks take over basically. Um, So like your groceries, your self-care, your toiletries, like all of this stuff, you kind of have to maximize and figure out a way to re-budget so that you can still have everything that you need. And it's stressful. There were a lot of people who ended up having to move back home because cost of living is high. And with either layoffs, reductions in salaries, um, reduction from full-time to part-time, like companies were scaling back in ways that affected people. And there were people who moved back home. There were people who had to give up their apartments and people who, you know, sold valuables just so that they would be able to make ends meet. And financially, the first couple of months were hard. And that's not even talking about physical help because there were people who were dealing with the actual virus themselves. There were people who were getting sick. And so because they were getting sick or getting exposed, they had to take time off from work and they had to go on leave. And when you think about the impact that the pandemic just had alone, that in itself was a huge storm. But then there's all the little storms in between, you know, all the things in between that people don't think of. There's relationships, there's tension between families, there's just dynamics between coworkers and friends. There's not being able to see people on a daily basis or weekly basis. There's isolation, there's social anxiety, there's just so much of the mini storms that are now compiled on top of the big storm. And 
then there's unexpected shit, you know? Um, and it just, it got to the point where I felt like nothing was in my control this year. And I said it on my last episode, I said it in the Build a Better House episode that everything just felt out of control. And and that's still true. So when you think about all these storms, right? And you think about all of these things, we weren't ready for this. And I want to paint a picture of what it felt like for me, right? So you have this storm. It's pouring rain. There's lightning. There's thunder. It's horrible outside. It's cold. And you say to yourself, I'm strong enough to weather this storm. I've got this. It's amazing. I know what I need to do. I've got the tools and resources. This is easy for me, right? And then you get out the door or you walk out the door and you realize I left my jacket. I left my umbrella. I left my wallet. You, you're, you're like, you're vulnerable, you're exposed, you're unprotected, and you literally have to go through this storm without, you know, without outerwear, without the umbrella, without things that are going to protect you from the storm. So now you have a choice. <clears throat> do you move forward in faith or do you move forward in fear? Do you move forward knowing that along this path, along this storm, the resources will come. Everything that you need will be given to you, will be provided to you. Or do you weather the storm in fear, not knowing what's going to happen and worrying to the point where you're, you're stuck in the rain? If you move forward in faith, you start going through the storm and as you're walking by, somebody sees you without a jacket. It could be a kind stranger. It could be a kind gentleman. If you want to romanticize this imagery, like, you know, and you know, you're like me, um, and you want to fantasize this and you want to make this like a huge picture or whatever. And you're walking down the path to your destination. And a kind stranger comes up to you. For me, it would be a kind gentleman because that's just, I'm single. Um, so a kind stranger comes up to you and says, oh my God, are you out here without a jacket? Have mine. Please take mine and keep yourself safe or keep yourself protected. And you accept that gift. You accept that kind gesture. So now you have a jacket. You're at least warm. And you're not in the cold. That's walking through the storm in faith because something was provided to you and you weren't expecting it. But you walked the path, you weathered the storm anyway, knowing that everything you need, everything that you left behind will somehow make its way back in another way, shape or form, or you'll receive something better. So you take the kind stranger's information so that you can be able to thank them or return the jacket or find some way to get them their jacket back some way, somehow. Um, and you proceed on your path through the storm. And as you're going down your path, there's an umbrella vendor. And the, the vendor asks you, hey, do you need an umbrella? They're on sale for like five bucks. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot my wallet. I don't have any money. But out of the kindness of their, their hearts, they offer you the umbrella anyway. And same thing. You take their information and you offer to pay them back as soon as you weather the storm and as soon as you get to your destination and find a way to, you know, give them the cash. And again, this is pure fantasy because I know technology these days, you can do it on your phone and you can cash up whoever the hell you want, but let's pretend all of that wasn't available, right? Let's pretend that again, we're moving through the storm in full faith rather than fear. So you take the vendor's information, 
and they trust you. They trust that you will find your way back to them once all of this is over. And you continue to move forward in your path and you continue to weather this storm. And as you do, everything that you need finds its way to you. And you get to your destination. And you get to your destination safe, dry, protected, without any signs of having a cold or some sniffles or a cough or throat irritation. You get to where you need to go. And let's say you were going to like your friend's house or something. And your friend offers to drive you back. And you drive back to the house and on the way back, you or you drive back to your house and you get your wallet. And you walk that path again. And you find that vendor and you say, here's the money that I owe you for the umbrella. And then you take the jacket to the dry cleaner, make sure that it's all nice and clean. And you later on get in contact with that person who gave you the jacket and you return their jacket to them. And then the storm clears and the skies are blue again. There's a rainbow. And once again, you realize that you were dry, you were protected, you were cared for, you were provided for. And all these people along the way helped you out of the kindness of their hearts. And you didn't have to ask. It was just provided for you because they've been where you were. And as you have conversations with these people along the way, you realize that they've weathered their own storms, that they've been there, that there were people that helped them along the way. And all they did was move forward in faith. And all they did was trust that everything would work out. And they weren't afraid to ask for help. And they weren't afraid to take help when it was offered. They allowed themselves to receive what they needed to receive in order to weather the storm. And that's how they were able to get through it. Could they have done it on their own? Sure. Would it have been harder? 100%. Because let's think about what happens if you weather the storm in fear. Right? Let's think about what happens if you go through that same process in absolute fear and terror. So like, I'll give you an example of how that looks. I have trust issues. And there are a lot of times where I don't believe that the actions and words of people are genuine. I need proof, which is so weird. But anyway, let's take that example of trust issues and take that same path. I'm walking through the storm. I literally left everything behind. And that same guy says to me, hey, I see that you're out here without a jacket. Can I give you mine? And you're like, I don't trust you. I don't know where that jacket's been. I don't know where you've been. For all I know, you could be trying to lure me into a trap or trying to kidnap me. And because you're afraid of this person and because you avoid any type of contact whatsoever, you keep walking and you hurry away. And now you're still stuck in this storm without a jacket. And then you get to the umbrella vendor and same thing. Umbrella vendor says, hey, you know, here's the umbrella. And you're like, I don't know where that umbrella has been. How do I know you won't come after me? How do I know you won't stalk me and chase me for your money because I owe it to you? You know, like you have this paranoia and this fear that everybody is out to get you that because you don't know the source and you can't identify the source and you can't physically see where these things have come from, you don't trust them. And this is what it's like when you move forward in fear rather than in faith because we don't know the source. And I think that's one of my biggest issues is that if I don't know the source, I don't trust it but what is the source of miracles what is the source of magic what is the source of faith and trust and love 
we don't always know the source. The miracles can come from if you believe in God or if you believe in, you know, the universe. Like, miracles come from God and the universe. Can you see that source, though? No. But do you trust that it's there for you? Do you trust that the miracles can happen? Do you trust that you will be provided for during this storm? Because if you do, you trust in an invisible source. You trust what you can't see. But yet, when you move in fear and you don't take action or you keep yourself from receiving because you can't identify that source, you're not open to the miracles. You're not open to the magic. You're not open to the blessings, to the connections. Like, those were people that were there. Those were people that were put into your life by a source of magic, by a higher power because you trusted that you would be able to weather the storm somehow. So that's the picture I kind of just wanted to paint in terms of like weathering the storm. And it made me think about the people who have been a part of my storm. You know, it made me think about all the tools and resources that I thought I had. And again, the way that I moved forward through it. And I realized that I moved forward in fear. A lot of the times I moved forward in fear. There were times where I was able to move forward in faith and I trusted everything. And I was like, oh my God, like I don't know what's going on. The storm looks overwhelming. It looks dark. It looks gloomy. It looks heavy. The rain just won't stop. And it just keeps on like, like they say, when it rains, it pours, right? It's just one thing after another, after another. And just when you think you can't go any further, the rain stops for a second, just long enough to let you breathe, just long enough to let you dry up in the slightest bit before resuming back to being a crazy rainstorm. And now it's coming from like the opposite direction because you started walking in a different direction or walking another path. Like it's never ending. 2020 has felt like the storm has been never ending. It felt like every time you moved forward, there was just more rain or more lightning, or more clouds, or more thunder, or it got harder and harder to move through it. And then what's worse is that the people who you would normally rely on, the people who would normally help you get through this storm was facing their own storms. Like, I had friends who were just going through stuff that any other year they wouldn't go through. There was a lot of anger on Facebook. There was a lot of pain and sadness and just hopelessness. And I think that's the one that got me the most. It wasn't the frustration of losing income. It wasn't witnessing the frustration of losing others it was the hopelessness and I feel like hopelessness is the biggest storm of all I mean grief can hit hard like I have talked about grief in past episodes and grief can do some fucking damage for sure um but grief Grief is a symbol, like grief is a sign of love though, when you think about it, because when you grieve something that you lose, it's because you had love for it. It was, it's because it was a part of your life in such a profound way that it had a huge impact. Grief is love. Grief is the loss of love. And so grief is as powerful as anything else. And yeah, it's a hard storm to weather. But hopelessness, 
Hopelessness is a lack of love. Hopelessness is a lack of faith. Hopelessness is a lack of believing in miracles and magic. And when we get to hopelessness, that's a harder storm to come out of. And that's where I feel like I've been. And that's where I feel like so many others have been. They've just been in this perpetual state of hopelessness. So how do we move through that? How do we weather that storm? How do we find faith when our faith is diminishing and we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel? How do we continue to trust the source when it feels like the source isn't there anymore? How do we continue to move forward when we aren't sure if we're still protected, if we're still guided, if we have everything we need because this year was a year that felt like so much was taken away. This year was a year that felt like everything that we knew, everything that we had, everything that we loved was gone. So where does the magic come from? Where does the faith come from? Where does the trust come from at this point? And that's what I've been struggling with. And I'd like to believe that we're coming to a point where things are shifting back to where we can love again where we can have that hopefulness instead of hopelessness, I'd like to believe that we could find our way back to that place where we know everything is going to work out. But there's so much uncertainty. And I think that it was all of that uncertainty that led to the hopelessness. Because nothing is known right now. Nothing is certain. And every time we think that we can move through it, something else hits and it gets harder. So to be honest, I don't have an answer to the question. I don't know how to come out of this stage of hopelessness. And it's, it's, like what, it's kind of like what they say, right, in personal development, that the first step is always the awareness. And once you acknowledge what it is, what the feeling is, or what the thing is, or what the setback is, having the awareness and acknowledging that thing will start you down the path to finding the answers. So two episodes ago, I talked about how we're in a state of grief, but that wasn't the full depth of it. You know, yes, we are in a state of grief, but I honestly think that it goes beyond that. And I really think that there's just so much hopelessness. There's so much uncertainty that what it's done is, is just created this space where because we can't identify the source anymore, because we can't see the magic because we don't know what's there because we can't see what's in front of us. It's just hopelessness. And like I said, hopelessness is that lack of love. It's that lack of faith. It's that lack of, of trust. And for me, it's all three. But for me, the one that I'm feeling the most, it goes back to what I said in the beginning of the episode, that what I'm feeling the most right now is a lack of love. I'm feeling like nobody cares. I'm feeling like the love that I'm putting out is not being returned back to me. And it goes hand in hand with the foundations that I have when I talked about building a better house. It goes back to what I build my house on, what I've built this podcast on 
I've built this podcast on trust, communication, and love. I mean, I literally said it on my website. Like, I'm going to try and pull up the quote because I think it was a really good quote. So here it is. I've built this podcast on the fact that, again, it's trust, communication, and love, right? And the quote is, it's in this space where trust grows, where communication grows, and where eventually love grows. And my core values and principles all tie into that one quote. My foundations are in that one quote. And so for me, for hopelessness to create this feeling of a lack of love and a lack of trust, I've already lost out on two of my foundations. So how can I build a better house? How can I build a better space when I'm feeling a lack of the very foundations that it's built on. That's my storm. That's what I'm trying to weather. I'm trying to weather navigating a space of, or navigating this this way of trying to create a space built on these foundations when I'm feeling a lack of them. How do you do it? How do you find your way back to that? How do you find, how do you find your way back to love and trust? That's my question. That is what I have to weather in a sense I know that this year has not been easy for so many I know that the storms have been crazy they've felt overwhelming they've felt never-ending I know that there have been times where I've done this podcast and I've wondered why There have been times where I felt like I wasn't bringing the right content to people, where I felt like the messages weren't landing, where I felt like this was just not the right time to do this podcast because so many people were going through so many things. And who am I to sit here and try and urge people to listen to something and try and urge people to listen to topics of conversations that trigger the painful things that they're going through? But it goes back to that conversation that I had with my friend today that I'm doing it because that's what I'm wired to do. I am wired to bring love. I am wired to hold space for people. I'm wired to let people know that they're not alone, to let people know that they're cared for, to let people know that no matter what, I see you and I'm here for you. I'm here and I do this podcast because when you're done weathering the storm, when you get to that place where you can turn back and look at those who have helped you along the way, I just may be your jacket person or I just may be your umbrella vendor Or I may be the friend that offered you the ride back home. Or some other person along your path. But at the end of the day, when all of this is over, I want to be one of those people who helped you in your path because that's my purpose and that's my mission to be able to do that for others. Because it's like I said, the umbrella vendor has been through the storm too. That jacket person has been through the storm too. All of those people have already weathered the storm, which is why they did what they did so generously. 
which is why the jacket person offered you that jacket because they've been in a storm without one and somebody protected them. And so they paid it forward and they decided to protect you. The umbrella vendor became an umbrella vendor because he was stuck in the storm one day without one and he realized that he wished that he had one and he wished that there was somebody out there selling umbrellas to people who got caught in the rain. And so he decided to be that guy who was going to provide umbrellas to anybody who got caught in the storm. All these people in your path, all these people in that path had a purpose. They had a reason for doing what they were doing. And that's who I am. I am one of those people. And so even though there are going to be times where I have to weather my own storm, I'm still going to be here for anybody who needs it. I'm still going to be here for anybody who wants to know, needs to know that they're not alone. But with every single day, with every single episode, I make a promise to get better and better. I make a promise to ensure that that trust and that communication and that love continues to grow. I will always be here. And it would take one hell of a storm to stop me. So I am going to leave it at that today. And I just want to say to everybody out there who has been going through it this year, I love you and I am so freaking proud of you because you haven't given up and you've found a way to continue to push through as hard as it's gotten. And whether you're finally seeing some sunlight peeking through or you're still weathering the hardest part or you're feeling like you're kind of getting there and the rain is starting to slow down, whatever phase of the journey you are in, I'm fucking proud of you, man. I really am. Like, you're doing it. And keep doing it. Because there's still time to finish this year out strong. And as long as we stay banded together, and as long as you have a jacket person or an umbrella vendor or a friend or somebody who is just there along the path, maybe it's a diner and you have the waitress who offers you hot chocolate and a slice of pie, whatever you envision on this path of yours, however you need help, however you feel called to ask for your help, I hope that those people show up for you. I know that those people will show up for you. I'll be the, I'll be the pie girl. Um, <laughs> I love pie. Well, I, I love cake, but still, you get the idea. Um, we'll get through the storm. I can't say when. I don't even know that answer. But I know that, again, it, it starts by acknowledging the things that you feel. And my storm is hopelessness. And it's not going to be an easy one to endure. Um, and it sucks that it involves two of my very foundational things, but that's where we are. And you know what? It wouldn't, if it didn't involve two things that made up my foundation, I wouldn't grow, right? Because everything in life is a test to your values. Can your values withstand that storm? This storm is testing the values that I've created. I want to build a better house. Okay, we have to test that foundation. Can that foundation endure? Can that trust and that love and that communication and that honesty, can all those things endure in this storm? So a lot of the times we find that what we're going through is a test of the things that we desire, the things that we've asked for, the things that we've built our lives on. So yeah, this new storm is testing my my foundations. It's testing the very things that I want to build that better house on. Can 
the foundation hold throughout this process? Only time will tell. But I think they're very strong foundations, so I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to trust and have faith that I've built this podcast and I've built this house on very strong foundations. So here's to weathering the storms and here's to seeing what the rest of the year brings us. And again, you have me in your corner always. So if you have any ideas or topics on, if you have any ideas on topics that you want me to discuss, please feel free to reach out to me. You can reach me at themotivationburrito at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook at The Motivation Burrito Podcast. I'm also on Instagram at The Motivation Burrito. If you want to follow me on my personal Instagram, that is Melissa underscore five self. You can follow me on there as well. Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. You can catch this podcast on, well, on any day really, but we record where we launch on Tuesdays and Fridays. So usually new episodes are Tuesdays and Fridays. And last but not least, check out my website at www.themotivationburrito.com. YouTube is still pending. I haven't gotten up the courage to show my face on YouTube yet because lots of tears, lots of crying, lots of anxiety, not looking cute. So the YouTube idea is on pause for right now until I feel okay enough to you know get on a camera but in the meantime you can find me on all those other platforms and spaces and I would love to hear from all of you any of you on ideas feedback anything you got for me and have a great week again I'm going to try and keep this for the next couple of weeks at Tuesdays and Fridays no guarantees but I can guarantee one episode a week at least that I can do. Um, just with the holidays being crazy, we may not be able to do two a week, at least until January, which if you think about it, it's only like three weeks, four weeks left in the year anyway. So one episode for the next four weeks, that's four more episodes. That's four more times to spend with me. Unless you put me on repeat, then you can spend time with me as often as you want. And there are also 51 other episodes that you can listen to besides this one. So there's plenty of time to spend with me if you want to. Have a great week, everybody. I love you all and stay strong. We got this.